Bruce Arians had plenty to say about the state of the Buccaneers when he spoke with our own Evan Klosky. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen review every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is Evan Klosky at Ekloski. WTSP. We are your credential members of the media covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm the deputy editor over at SB Nation's BucksNation.com. Evan is on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10 Tampa Bay.com. And uh, I'm here with you Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And for that, I want to share my appreciation for your continued support of the show. One of the ways you can support the show is become a Locked on Bucks insider. You're going to get news, rumors, updates, and just general thoughts, plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message. Head to jointsubtext.com slash Locked on Bucks to become an insider today. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Which bucks beyond the big four does Evan think need to be prioritized in free agency? And who are some outside names that he's keeping an eye on? All of that is coming up in a little bit. But first, Evan, let's start with your conversation with Bruce Arians. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you had the chance to talk with the former coach, the current advisor uh, for the Bucks. And he's been pretty vocal lately, making the rounds. I know he was on uh, the Ronnie and T crash show. He's he's been popping up here and there, uh, and has been really vocal lately about his belief that the Bucks are going to keep both Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. But you guys talked about quite a few things. What were some of the the big takeaways and the impressions that he left you with? First off, he's enjoying retirement. Uh, he's Who he's shooting, shooting his age on the golf course, which is great to hear. Um, you know, I shoot my age in the first five holes. Um, so first off, he's really proud of, of Baker Mayfield. You know, he, he he thought that Baker would come in and, and have the success that many didn't think he would have ultimately because of the guy he is. Uh, you know, Bruce, when he does quarterback evaluations, which is something he's going to do for the Buccaneers this, uh, this draft season, you know, he said that hopefully they're not in the market uh, for a big – splash at quarterback assuming that that baker mayfield comes back but he is going to do his due diligence he's going to have input there on the quarterback class one that he thinks is is the strongest in quite some time i think he mentioned in at least 10 plus years so he's really excited about those guys but he does mention that i don't really finish up my evaluations until i get to speak with them learn a little bit about them see how they tick and you know with baker i think he kind of falls in line with you know, little Bruce Arians mentality. You know, their 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 mentalities, their personalities are very much similar. Bruce, as a head coach, is able to let it fly a little bit more than what Baker can do now. I think he's learned from his younger years of just kind of treading water in different directions. But uh, really proud of the resolve of this group. Doesn't doesn't see why this team can't be making 
Super Bowl type noise next year if so, you know things fall in their fall in their favor. Uh, you know, says he, he's very confident Jason Light will will crush it in the draft like he's done you know the past uh, handful of years. But uh, ultimately, you know, what stuck out to me was just how much he loves and adores Mike Evans. He can't imagine him being in another uniform. Uh, how proud he is of Todd Bowles and how he navigated the season, reiterating that it's pretty tough to come into a situation with a new offensive coordinator, a new quarterback, and go through those that lull and and still find your way and get better. And the guys never blink and never quit. And that that's always a good a good litmus test to see, you know, if the players are still bought in or not. Um, but yeah, ultimately, just a lot of, and then of course mentioning the the Arians Family Foundation tenth year anniversary. Uh, they're putting on a concert March twenty third with Jason Aldean at the Seminole Hard Rock and Casino in Tampa, uh, and which you can get tickets to if you go to the foundation's website. So very happy to stay within the community and and be around everybody and to help out and to still, you know, be a part of this Buccaneers organization. He, his title is senior advisor to the general manager. He talked with Jason Light every Monday this season to give his input. He said, for whatever that's worth. And um, ultimately, you know, he, he, he's feeling pretty good uh, about where this team is at. And I asked him about if, if he agrees with Cameron Brait when I spoke with him earlier in the year of just having 2019 vibes. And, and he says that that, you know, there we kind of just needed a quarterback. Everything else was kind of fulfilled in there. Um, but you know, there there are some there are some links to the the emotions at least of of getting out of this season and entering next season of of where you could go. So yeah, you you mentioned that Bruce was talking about how uh, you know he'll be doing some quarterback scouting and and evaluating and those things. I don't know if I agree with Bruce Arians about how strong this quarterback class is, but he knows more or he's forgotten more football than than I'll ever know. That's why he's Bruce Arians and and I'm me. But how how much pull do you think he has, or, or how much weight do you think he has when Jason Light's looking at some of these guys and and trying to make decisions, whether it be in free agency or or be in the draft, or is it? You know, is it a situation where it's like, all right, well, Bruce gave his two cents, but Bruce isn't the one running the team anymore. You know, I have to listen more to Todd and now to Liam and and to those guys that are actually having to work with these players. And if they like somebody better, I got to lean that way. He's an advisor and all of his word, same thing during the season. He is there to kind of vent, give thoughts, um, and they will be taken into consideration. Zero pull. Um, but the reason why he's hanging around the Buccaneers organization, why he's doing this is because he believes he has a foundation of people there who will, who will listen to him and who value his opinion. Right. So it's one of those things where, you know, you go back to the scouts and I mean, he's just focusing on quarterbacks. So, you, you know, with Bruce and quarterbacks, his opinion is, is valued immensely, right? That's his wheelhouse. So, it's not like they're asking Bruce Arians, who do you want at DB here, right? You're going right into his expertise. So the scouts, they come back with all these reports. Hey, this is how we all have the board. And then you can go to Bruce and be like, how's your board look? And, you know, if Bruce, let's just say Bruce has, and this is not what he said, right? I'm just using a complete hypothetical. But let's say the scouts has Spencer Rattler 
at seventh. And Bruce has Spencer Rattler at third. Well, maybe that's a sign of Jason Light of let's dig more into Spencer. Let's maybe bring him in for a visit. Let's let's see why Bruce is so high on him and why we're so low. And let's let's evaluate this further, right? If they're the list of the two the same, then ultimately you're on the same track. But I think you use Bruce to really give yourself uh, a bit of a gauge outside your building. I think you want you always want to kind of see how your opinions lie outside of your bubble, right? Are we missing anything? Are we too biased? Are we too locked into a certain type? And then you allow either Bruce to give you confirmation bias or for him to kind of give you a thought of like, hey, you know, I, I think we really like you guys really need to look at this guy. He like, you know, he's he's seventh rounder, maybe under, like I like what I see him here. And then it kind of tips off your scouts. Hey, let's dig into a couple more games. Let's circle back. Let's see if we miss something. So it's, it's, I think with Bruce, it's zero pull. It's, it's more so of a checks and balances. Hey, this is what we like. What do you like, Bruce? Really? We're going to look more into that. So that's, um, you know, the, I think that's where he's kind of at in his career. I think that's, that, and I think he understands that as well, you know, um, and, and he just wants to get a little taste of being involved in the organization, the team, and still kind of be around football and, and understand kind of what's out there. So, you know, it keeps him involved. And, and I will say Bruce is looking phenomenal shape. I, I'm really like excited to see that Bruce is like happy and 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 really enjoying this this uh, this stage of life after football um, and, and still remaining uh, involved in the Bucks hemisphere, though, you know, he was um, he wasn't in every day or kind of like he was uh, in, in 2020, uh, 2022, where he, he told me he, I, I got weaned off, right? <laughs> you know, I went from head coach and I weaned myself off by being around the facility in 2022 to then not being around a team uh, really in 2023. But he's watching, he's rooting for the Bucks, and, uh, you know, he's still uh, leaned on, um, especially by Jason Light, you know, to, to really get opinions on, which is valuable. He, he gets his football fix without endangering the health. Uh, and, and so that just keeps, that keeps everybody happy. The Bucks are happy. Bruce is happy. And of course, Mrs. Arians is happy, which is the most important thing. But Evan, there's obviously four key players that the Bucks need to find a way to keep. But who isn't being talked about enough that the Bucks can't let slip away in free agency? That's next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Right now, the Boston Celtics are favorites to win the NBA Finals at plus 260, while defending champion Denver Nuggets are the favorites out of the West at plus 440. And FanDuel already has odds up for Super Bowl 59 with San Francisco as the favorites at plus 500. The Chiefs are plus 650 for a three-peat, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are tied with the Saints, Raiders, Cardinals, and Seahawks at plus 7,500. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 
Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. We have talked a lot on this show, you and I, me by myself, me to the wall, uh, about Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, Antoine Winfield Jr., and Levante David, and how the Bucks need to find a way to keep all of those guys for next season and beyond. And those have been the primary focus of a lot of these conversations. Um you know, when we're talking about the Bucks offseason and what they need to do moving forward. But there are a lot of pending Buccaneers free agents. Which two do you look at and have your eye on that the Bucs have to make sure that they bring back? Well, here is one uh, which I don't know has been talked enough, but Chase McLaughlin. Uh, after the season he had, now he's not. He's going to come at a more of a price tag than one point one three million dollars. But um, man, how do you not bring him back after that season? Uh, yeah, it just it's hard to imagine he's going to be able to replicate that. There's also a reason why he's bounced around a lot of teams. But I mean, he outside of the the one doink he had in the playoffs, which is hard to even hate him for because he was like freaking perfect the entire year outside of two blocked field goals. Uh, you got to bring it back. You know, uh, he's got the leg. It worked out. He's comfortable. Like, just bring him back. So I think solidifying your kicker is super important, especially when you have a proven option. I, um, I think Chase is at the top of my list. It's not like a sexy thing to talk about, but it's, an, uh, to me, a necessary one. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about the the Buccaneers' history of kickers, right? It's bleak. It's bad. Uh, you know, they went on a run there for a decade where they couldn't figure out the kicker position to save their lives, and then you have Ryan Suckup, who was really, really good, but didn't have you know super deep range, and then Chase McLaughlin. He's coming off of one of the best kicker performances in franchise history. So yeah, I'm with you 100. And you would think that me of all people, the Illinois guy would be talking more about how important it is to keep Chase McLaughlin, but it's also hard to get away from those those top four, those, you know, those top tier guys. Um, but yeah, no doubt about it. I'm with you hundred percent. Chase McLaughlin, one of the one of the better kickers in the NFL, one of the best seasons for a Buccaneers kicker. When you when you stumble on someone at a position that you've struggled to find a guy for that performs as well as McLaughlin is don't don't mess with that. Bring him back and and keep that position solidified. I agree with that. And then my second, um, I'll say, and this depends because his price tag last year was one point four million dollars, and I kind of agree with one point four, one point six in that area. I like him. Um, maybe maybe one point seven five. Aaron Stinney, uh, not necessarily to be the starter here. But I am of the belief you always, oh, like you can never have too many DBs and you can never have too many offensive linemen. So I, I think that you need, you know, a guy who fits this system. He's he's imperfect. Certainly uh, out of out of the options on that line last year, probably the shakiest 
right after Cody Malk, I would say. But we, you know, Malk was more expected year one, got to beef up, got to learn rookie, yada, yada, yada. Big believer in him. Uh, but I think Stenny gives you flexibility, uh, comfort, knowing that you got a guy who not only has played, you know, on a Super Bowl winning team, but he played a whole bunch of snaps for you the year prior. He understands the system. And while you can try to fight for an upgrade, whether that's in the draft or whatever, it does give you comfort knowing that you can play him and things are going to go completely south here, right? I mean, it's not that he's a turnstile. You want to upgrade. But even if you upgrade and he's a backup like he was entering last year and then evolve into a starter, that's important depth. And the Bucks were very fortuitous on the injury front with their offensive line, even though Tristan Wirfs is getting an ankle injury. It seems like every year he's got to fight through. But they were very fortuitous on the offensive line. The year previously, they were not. So uh, then, then go back to the year they won the Super Bowl, they were. Uh, so it, it just, to me, look at the Super Bowl. Look what happened when the Niners had to put Burford in for an injured, you know, alignment, and then there's Chris Jones just whoop, right through the line, forced to kick a field goal, and and maybe that's the difference between scoring a touchdown there or or you know and and losing the, the Super Bowl. So to me, again, not super sexy, but it's depth and it's important depth, it's experienced depth, starting depth, and uh, someone who understands your system. They don't have to get up to speed. So while I know people are out on Stinney. And I am certainly not here to overpay for him. I think he would come back for a reasonable price. And it's nice to know that if you enter the season, you sit, let's say you draft somebody, you're going to plug him into that guard spot. It is nice to know, hey, if Malk or this guy gets hurt, we got Stinney. And and you don't feel like, oh, the Bucks are screwed, right? That I, I certainly wouldn't. Like, I think that like, hey, they'll be able to manage, right? And 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 run what they gotta run. So to me, that's important as well. Yeah, I mean, they've had to ask a lot of Stinny over the course of the last few years. You know, you mentioned, you know, the the Super Bowl. Uh he's a Super Bowl champion and he had to step in and, and start for Alex Kappa against the New Orleans Saints and then the Green Bay Packers and then the uh the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And then, you know, this year we we thought the Bucks had a guy over on the left side in filer that didn't really pan out and of course you shouldn't lose your job due to injury but it's not like filer was really you know incredible leading up to that the, point so the problem with filer was initially entering the season they were going to run up the gut right let's use yeah. power and, and we're going to just bully ourselves and we're going to learn to be bullies and halfway through the season canalis was like we are not going to be no bullies and then it was more of like um you know, elephants in space. We're going to put some people out and, you know, pull and get to the edges and do all these things. That's not what Filer does well. So you had a plan entering the season, fit Filer. Then you reverse course and we're like, we are not going to be able to pick up any yards on the ground doing this. So we got to do something else. And that's why the offense elected for a more athletic mind, not stronger, not bigger, athletic. And that was a stinny strength. It was not a filer strength. So, yeah, I don't necessarily – filer wasn't great, as you mentioned. But the offense, in the time that he was out, it evolved into something else 
at a necessity with Stinney coming in. I think they preferred sort of that look than what they had previously. And, and so, you know, I think in a different offensive scheme, Filer would be fine. It just, um, it just the way that it evolved, it just turned out to be, he was kind of a, a square peg in a round hole. We just need someone to figure out the whole leg transplant thing so we can get Ryan Jensen back out on the field. Uh, so yeah. those of you, those of you listening that are involved in, in modern day science and, and medical science, get to work Which on that. A very strong niche in his viewership or this you it, know, listenership. I know. Yeah, it really is. But you need to have that figured out by June. Uh, we need Jensen on the field uh, at the end of July for training camp. But in the meantime, uh, Ryan Jensen will not be on the field. And there are some players out there that are going to be on a Buccaneers field for the first time because they're going to have to sign some free agents from other teams. Who is Evan keeping his eye on? That's coming up in just a moment here on Locked on Bucks. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy and is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, brakes and rotors, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked on Bucks. And the Buccaneers are not going to try to fill all of their roster holes in just the draft. Number one, they don't have enough picks. Number two, that is ridiculous. You don't want to do that. Uh, so there are going to be some free agents that they sign to come onto this team and help this roster continue to compete within the NFC South, continue to compete, you know, for playoff spots. By the way, I mean, the Bucks having the same Super Bowl odds as the Cardinals and Seahawks and Saints just it feels insulting at this moment in time. But maybe that's that's the chip There's, that the team has to put on their shoulder uh, again this for year. Them. I will say, you know, there are when you look back at the Buck season, they were on. So the reason why that stuff happens is because their their turnover differential was very favorable. Um, yeah. And usually when you look at turnover differential, that is the one thing that is a that's a variable you cannot predict and rarely does it carry over season to season. Um, oh, well. Kucherov is very good at hockey. Um, Indeed. That um, is a thing. So, so usually when these analytics spit stuff out, it's like, oh, this team overperformed because they got more turnovers and they, you know, they gave, they gave up less turnovers. And, and those were the factors that helped them out this year. And we're not going to expect it to look the same next year. So yeah, 
Having said that, Todd Bowles outside of 2022, where for some reason they couldn't like get a turnover for like eight straight or an interception, whatever it was for like eight straight games. Um, he emphasizes turnovers. Typically his teams force turnovers. So it's just a matter of whether they can prevent them, um, which is the variable. Like, I mean, Baker, there were a ton of interceptions off the top of my head that were dropped by DBs. But, um, you know, I, I remember that Bears game, right? The first like play, it was like, oh, and uh, and it got bailed out and they ended up winning that thing. So um, I understand. The- I understand. I also understand it because their schedule like is really tough. So that's the other variable too. That you know, you win the division. You know, you got to head to Kansas City. You gotta, you know, you gotta play the Eagles at home. You gotta play the the. Well, oh, they- anyway, you gotta head to Dallas. You got to uh, host Baltimore. You got to. I mean, it's you got a great schedule to come to as a fan. It's just, but it's a it's a gauntlet next year. They play all four teams that were in the conference championships this year. Oh, uh, home against San Francisco. Yeah. So. Yeah. But who do you have your eye on that's going to come in and help this team against that gauntlet of a, a schedule? Because the Bucs have to bring in guys from the outside. It, it's just a matter of fact. You can't, you know, you can't bring all of your own players back. And at the same time, you got to go out there and you got to make some upgrades and you got to make some changes or you got to get some better depth. So you take a look at the upcoming free agent pool. Who do you have your eyes on for the Bucks? Um, the the guy, I mean, he might he might be a little bit too much. And I'm wondering if I can find a, I don't know what his his cap projection would be, but I I really like Bryce Huff from the Jets. I think um, he's one of those guys where on the Jets. He wasn't the main guy. He flashed a lot, was very disruptive, but because of some of the other star players they have on that side, and and all, I mean, they were as bad as the Jets are. Their defense was not the issue. And I just think that maybe he's a guy who you can get at a pretty reasonable price um, that starts to explode when given more responsibility. Now that could backfire because you can spend a bunch of money on a dude who with more responsibility can't handle it. But, you know, you think back to Shaquille Barrett, right? I mean, that was a risk that paid off. Sometimes, you know, I think with those edge guys, the part, part of the game, it's part of the gambling, right? I think, you know, you don't really know. And it is a, a, a sore spot. So would you rather draft somebody who you got to really train and, and hope it works out? Or do you want to, get somebody who you've seen have success and know that he can get after it with the hope with more opportunity, he can do it more. And he's yeah. young. 25 years old. He'll be 26 here in a, uh, a couple of months. Uh, so 26 by time the season starts, but spot track has his market value estimated at 9.2 million. Yeah. So could they clear that room? Probably they can get creative, um, especially if, you know, they sign all the like if they sign or if they sign Antoine Winfield Jr. to a long term deal, then next year's cap number goes down because they're able to push it out. So there's some manipulation you can do. Um, but if they were I mean, to go after that, that would probably be like the upper echelon, like get that they would they would go after. Um, even beyond that, maybe I would look at positions like, uh, you know, and we talked before we started this running back is a position you can get for fairly cheap on the open market, whether that's bringing chase Edmonds back or somebody else. 
Um, linebacker and safety are not the greatest this year in the draft, and they are pretty strong needs for the Bucks. I, I love me some Frankie Louvu. I covered him at Washington State. Uh, he has found a lot of success, uh, whether that was with the Jets or the Panthers last year, uh, you know, the years previously. But you know, maybe you can get a a, a pretty reasonable deal with with uh, a line. You know, I certainly don't want to spend on a safety. I think you can probably get a safety in the second or third that can start for you next season, who will do a formidable job. Uh, certainly not a position where you want to spend a lot of money, similar to running back. Um, outside of Antoine Winfield Jr., he's worth all that money. And uh, but but those I think are the two that I'm looking at because I just I see the upgrade, the impact upgrade potential in the draft, not as high. Um, and I think there are a couple of second round third round linebackers i'd be interested in some second round third round safeties i'd be interested in but do the bucks want to go after a db with those picks right do you want to go after a guard some like higher echelon impact players that are tougher to find in free agency when they hit linebackers and safeties are a little bit more cyclical so um those are kind of the positions i think that maybe they would munch in the open market they tried with Ryan Neal, didn't work. Maybe they try something else this year. And I think you can find something on a fairly cheaper end while you hit the draft for what we think and what Jason Light typically does. He's going to find an offensive lineman. He's going to find a, a defensive back. And, you know, they, they probably want to invest in a wide receiver if they can. Uh, I, I would say also if Mike Evans were to go anywhere else, I would make the biggest plea to bring in Michael Pittman. Uh, I doubt that the Colts let him walk, but he's a guy who I think is pretty much Mike Evans 2.0. So I think you can plug and play him. Like we're gonna get, like we're gonna make him the new Mike Evans. But I, I'm, I'm hopeful that Mike comes back, invests in a, you know a lower round wide receiver type, um, maybe bring in a veteran for cheap and call it good for at least this year and maybe revisit in, in 2025. But again, right. We talk about like those second, third rounders, second round is going to be deep with wide receiver. The bucks can probably get a really good wide receiver in the second round. If they want to use like an offensive lineman for uh, their pick in the first round, so on and so forth. So there's a lot of, we're gonna have a lot of fun with draft season. I'll tell you that. Cause there are a lot oh, yeah. of needs, a lot of different directions to go in. Yeah, well, and you know, every week I do mock draft Monday, and I, I should have you submit a, a Buccaneers mock draft to talk about on that show. But I, I talk to the the viewers and the listeners about how I'm doing situational mock drafts. This past Monday, I did a situational mock where the Bucks brought back the Big Four and made a trade for Hassan Reddick. So what do they do in the first round if you add that edge rusher? Because you and I, I think we both agree how big of a need that is, and it might very well be what they target in the first round. So if you go out and you get a Hassan Reddick, well, now where do you turn your attention in the first round? So, yeah, I'm, I'm having fun with those. But, yeah, there's a lot of different directions that this Buccaneers team can go in in the in the first, you know, two days of the draft and then, you know, plenty of other free agents out there. And I, I mentioned last week, Mike Edwards, he's going to be a free agent also. Jordan Whitehead gonna be a free yeah. agent. Those are two guys that uh, I wish the Bucks didn't have to let go when they did. But 
opportunity to bring either one of them back to to team up with Winfield there. Both of those would be a really good fit. But I, I do like uh, both of your your linebacker selections there. It looks like Lubu is going to be, according to Spot Track again, those are estimates. But his market value is about two million dollars per year more than uh, than Bryce is. So oh, wow. okay, yeah, and, and that's even with him being two years older. Yeah, so, I, didn't, I didn't think it'd be like that. I had him more like seven and a half, eight. Like I mean, yeah. Which okay, well, all right, well, I it, mean, maybe that's probably a little bit too rich for their blood, but. Spot track is is not the end all be I'm all. Trying, I do yeah, like their, their market value tool. It's uh, a good gauge, so I'm I'm gonna lean on you know I'm gonna lean on them. Uh, I'm gonna trust them on that one. Of yeah, what they think. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Locked On Bucks. Please make sure you are subscribed on the YouTube and on your podcast catcher of choice. Check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Check out Evan on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. And in the comments, share your appreciation for Evan. The guy, you know, basically drove a billion miles an hour back from Port Charlotte just to be on this show. I maintain the speed limit. All, allegedly. Uh, I didn't get a ticket. Yeah, so that means, right? Hey. Donovan Smith can hold all in a Super Bowl, but if he didn't get a flag, he didn't hold. Exactly. 100%. If they didn't see it, it didn't happen. But yeah, out at Port Charlotte getting ready for spring training and then make sure that he's on this show for you guys. So please share your appreciation for him. Um, and yeah, follow on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Eklosky WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Want to thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked on Bucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 